Coffee with Clarissa on Money FM 89.3. I am Clarissa. Coffee is in my hand and in front of me, our very, very, very special guest, Violet Un. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Clarissa. Lovely coffee here. <laughs> coffee in her hand <laughs> yes, as well. Yes, yes. You know, I have been a fan for so many reasons. I've been a fan of your books. I've been a fan of your restaurants. I, it's just amazing to have you in the studio. Thank I've you so much. I've also been a fan of your singing. <laughs> and I know I admire singers a lot. <laughs> you just told us right before I turned on the microphone yeah. that you used to sing. In my salad days. In your salad days. Now in my dessert days. Right? In your dessert days. <laughs> <laughs> I started singing, learning to sing when I was about 11. I mean, serious, serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in London and, you know, I had teachers, like classical. Mm-hmm. And for a certain window, I was Singapore's best classical singer. But in those days, we were not so... The standards now are amazing. No, but you see, it. you can say anything and I'll believe it because looking at your yeah. career, you've done everything. You have... You've written books, you've written for the newspapers, you've been a food writer, you've... Have you had your own TV show? Is that something that yes. you... Yes. Yes, of course you have. <laughs> Let's in see, the what olden else? days, in the olden days. You, you've been a food ambassador for Singapore. Um, what else have you done? What is missing in, in this information that we have on you? Well, I'll, another thing I am very hmm. proud of is being a grandmother. You are a grandmother. Yeah. Uh, I'm a sort of full-time, I mean, not full-time, like official grandmother. You're an official grandmother. Yeah. And then what's missing, I, what's missing is I, write, I need to write a few more books. You do need to write a few yeah. more books. You have to share as many of these wonderful recipes with us as possible. I'll tell you why. Because my grandmother was one of those very secretive old, you know, that yeah, generation, yeah, know, right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't know and you don't watch and you take your own notes, you'll never learn anything. So as she was getting older and more forgetful, we were trying to get her to write everything down. She wouldn't. She can't. And she can't yeah. because it's all a pinchier. Yeah, I know. Oh, you know, when it smells like that, then four you cents, throw in right? this. Yeah, it's, it's all, yeah. 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 Four cents. What does four cents mean today? Yes. <laughs> but so we've lost a lot of her amazing recipes. Actually, I wrote a book called A Singapore Family Cookbook. Mm-hmm. And I say that every family, you're right. You have to record um, what your grandmother is doing. Right. And... Um, that's what I did. You know, when, when I was, my mother didn't cook, she was liberated, she was a secretary and, you know, it was like not done to be a superwoman. Right. You never did all any housework. But she learned cooking later, you know, when I was about six, no, yeah, 12, when 12. we went to London. Mm-hmm. But I had, I could only eat Nyonya food in my aunt's places and my grand aunt's. Right. And in those days, there were no restaurants, right? So right. I thought if they dropped dead, what's going to happen? <laughs> it's true. I would have said that myself, yeah. but okay. But, so my poor aunts, you know, I said, I want to learn from you. And with that gleam in my eye, they didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. And you have to watch it because they can't explain. No. And, and actually, all their techniques are in there, how they do it. Right. I've just written uh, some recipes, traditional form magazine. Right. And it's so long-winded, you know, it's like pages and pages because everything has a certain technique and a certain style. Like a misyam is very complicated. It is actually yes. very, yes. And um, so you have to see it because you don't even know what they're doing their fingers. So I said, every family has to write and you have to write your own cookbook before your grandmother loses her mind, right? You know, it's true. That, it's that, true. That, that, <laughs> forgot. My grandmother forgot everything. You know, Violet, yeah. you can say that. If I said that, I get like yeah. hundreds yeah. of people complaining about yeah. how rude I am. Yeah, but I'm old enough. I'm a grandmother, right? I can say that. Anyway, so you have to do it and you have to write it and, mm. and you have to write it for your family. 
Yes. You know? And actually, certain things in a family are very uh, precious. Mm-hmm. I know of a very well-known wealthy family. There's a certain dish they like, which I've eaten, which to me is like no big deal. Right. But it comes with so much love and sentiment and sure. memories so that when they eat it, it brings back all that. And you just should write every family. And because in Singapore, uh, we are an immigrant society. Yes. And there's, people don't realize their family experience may be unique. To but a certain it actually village. is. Yes. Every family had a, to an a amazing certain, journey. You know, it, it's not like in Japan where it's so homogeneous, right? Mm-hmm. The amazing journey may have started in a village in you know, Kerala and then intermarried and started in a, another village in Ireland. Right. You know? You know, people intermarry, and a village in you know in in Fukien province, which is what my ancestors came from, mm. and you don't realize that that village experience is not shared with everybody, right? And so your your own family experience is really unique. And my greatest joy, and I hope your listeners are listening, is to be invited to people's house to eat. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. No, no because they're so scared. House. But you know, and it's so exciting to eat. A granny's cooking, and because I learn a lot, mm. because I'm if if it's a grandmother who has learned from her grandmother, it's four generations before us, you know. Right. And and you know certain skills get lost along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I had um, Singapore Food Festival in two thousand and nine, right. where it was Pranakan. So, um, I was sort of curating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I said I want an old old lady to you know some old people to come and cook. So somebody said. Will my grandmother do? I said, yes. Uh, she's about, she's in a wheelchair. I said, even better still, you know. You right. know, we're media people, right? Mm. So she turned up and I said, and she insisted on showing me. And the way she made her etik team had more layers than mine. And you know, when, when, you're a, when you're a chef, you have to, I think when you're a chef, you have to be able to admire other chefs. Sure. It's very important. You cannot think you know everything. That's true. So she brought all these layers. And um, I think a lot of our um, grandmothers, like my, myself included, <laughs> have a lot to share. Um, and people don't realize that. Oh, no, no. When it comes to food, I totally agree with you, Mike. I know grandmother. But, but you know, this grandmother, for example. Right. So the grandson said, I think she's very shy. She may not want to come. Mm. But, you know, she came and at press conference, she, he told me the night before, she's brought out her jewellery. <laughs> You know how important that is, right? Of she's course. brought out her jewelry from the make safe good... deposit box from yes, the bank. Yes. And she's gone to perm her hair. Oh, sweet. And the rest <laughs> of us were not ready, panicked, went to cut our hair and everything. Mm-hmm. She came in her best sarong kabaya mm-hmm. and her best jewelry and with her permed hair. And she was the last person to leave the press conference. So it's not that we don't appreciate our grandmothers, but we don't realize that there was a time where they were center stage. That's right. And, you know, they, they love that centre stage. And, and I think when people keep on talking about elders and all that, I think they've missed the mark a bit since I'm an elder, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only by a few years. Yeah. But, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've sort of kept on the stage for so long, but a lot of people think that granny is a granny, right? Yep. You know, at home. They forget what a cook. wonderful life but grandma she, you know, used and, to and have. She, and, you know, she may have danced, you know, that grandmother yes. may have done the twist, etc. And, you know, they forget that life she had. You know, most most people, that, that's probably the yeah. truth. But in a Eurasian family like mine, our grandmothers would definitely tell you repeatedly I know they how they used everything. to be. Oh, yeah. you know, how yeah. they used to be twinkle toes yeah. and how they used to be the yeah. life of the party. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I, I had yeah. no doubt about my grandmothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pranakans <laughs> are also like that. But I, I see a lot of, you know, people, oh, you look at somebody so much older. And mm. I realised it. 
I hope you don't mind me talking about elders. Huh? No, I realized it when once we I did a um, Christmas dinner, a lunch for um, old folks' home run by Chinese Women's Association in the Henderson, uh, you know, in a block of HDB flats, which is lovely. They should be living amongst people, right? Right. And you know they were getting ready to come and you know for the party, and it was the lunch was ready at twelve. They were all dressed up at ten, and then when the People, somebody played the piano, they started dancing, and it occurred to me then, okay, these people were young once. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I had to think about that. So can you imagine younger people? Younger people. And you know, they had a wonderful life. They were young once. They did dancing, they did the jive, etc. And it was a different time as well. They yeah. knew how to enjoy themselves. You know, they cooked, they cleaned, they were very house proud. My grandparents, my grandmothers, mm. very house proud. They were all, my grandparent, my grandmothers would never leave the house without being properly dressed, without the right makeup on, without the right jewelry on. Because at that time, being sloppy and going to the grocery store in slippers was not, no way. It was a no no, right? Yeah, it was no no. It was an absolute no no. You know, I, I, I sometimes give talks to older people. I say, when you're older, you cannot go like that, you know. You have to look like me every day, you know. I get up in the morning, I put on my face, you know, and do my hair. Because when you're young, you can be like sloppy. But when you're older, mm. it's like... You have to try harder. You cannot know, no. It's like, you know, you don't want people to think, oh my goodness, you know. And the worst thing is for people to start thinking of you as an auntie. I said, don't you dare call me auntie. <laughs> so a lot of people, poor things, don't know what to call me. They dare not call me Violet. Violet's good. <laughs> I know, but they're so panicked, you know. No, because you are you are violent, Un. Even I had to think about, yeah. do I call her Ms. Un? Do I call yeah. her Auntie Violet? Yeah. She might slap me. I know, you'll slap me if you call me Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, my children who are grown up and their friends grew up, I went to work in companies and I would be there as a consultant at turned up. Mm. And then this guy is like, you know, big-time executive and I take a look at him and I whisper, don't you dare call me Auntie. <laughs> and then, then, okay, Miss they don't know what to do, you they know? They don't know because, <laughs> yeah. you, again, I yeah. say you are Violet Un. You are, as mm. far as I'm concerned, you are living national treasure. Oh, thank you so much. You, are you sure? I really so feel you, that Clarissa? way. No, so nonsense. Yes. No, 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 no. You know. Not when I'm in the same room mm. as you. And that is the truth. That's how I really feel. I grew up reading some of your articles mm. for a paper that doesn't even exist anymore, right? Yeah, I had something called the food paper. You had the food paper. Which I decided to do one day on a whim. Mm-hmm. And I wrote I sold advertising. In those days, I can sell $60,000 worth of advertising in right. 1980s. Mm, wow. Yeah. And I wrote, I you know did the styling and did the pictures. It was great fun. And I stopped it because it was no more fun, you know. It was not fun anymore. And And, you know, um, I don't know whether one should look for fun. but <laughs> Hey, you yeah. always look for yeah. fun. I mean, I was a music critic for like, from 1971 for about... 10 years. Yes. And I stopped it. I, I, I did arts and music. And yes. I, I would go to children's concerts and they said, why? I said, because you have to know the talent that's coming up. You know, you have no idea. That's, that's your commitment. In those days, no online. Yes. So a, a writer is the window to the world, you yes. know, for your reader. Then I started getting, and I started getting bored and I said, I'm going to stop writing. And somebody asked me, why are you stopping it? Because this was a time when arts became fashionable. It got a lot of funding. It mm-hmm. was the right time. I said, but if I'm starting to get bored, my writing must be starting to get boring. Right. And, you know, you don't inflict that on your reader, for example. But we are always our worst, most harshest critics. Right? We bore ourselves first before yeah. anybody else might have noticed we wrote a boring article. Yeah. But I think we should be. We should you know? be. We should always yeah. be our harshest critic. Yeah. So, 
What did you say? 68. I'm 68. Coming 69. 68. Now you have three restaurants, one very close to my house in Bukit Timah. Okay, that's lovely. Right? And the one that I love going to, it's a date night restaurant for me, is the one in National Gallery. Okay, that's quite... Ta-da, grand, right? Because it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, you know? it's, I, I sit there and I think, wow, you know, how decadent is it? I'm eating kueh yeah, tutus yeah, 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 in yeah, this yeah. beautiful restaurant. And then people ask me, is it French? I say, no, this is an elegant Singapore home. People don't realise that, you know. If, if you look at Eurasian houses, Pranakan houses in the 40s, 50s, this would be an elegant home. It would be an elegant, elegant home. home you Absolutely. Know? Yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, it is even, beautiful. Let's say the Malay houses, you know, when, when you go even now, the flats, they're all elegant, you know, a lot yep. of them. Yep. And so there's Singapore. We shouldn't shortchange ourselves and say it's like French or whatever. No, you know? no, yeah. yeah. You're right. It is. It actually feels like a very nice Peranakan home. Yeah. It does. It yep. does feel like that. But at 68, most people are thinking, I'm going to sit back, relax, give up any mm-hmm. business, whatever, enjoy the grandkids, travel. You didn't do that. Actually, I was... Uh, I had restaurants that failed in mm-hmm. the 90s, you know. You know. First of all, I'm a journalist. It's the worst training for business. <laughs> this is a business channel, right? Note. It's the worst <laughs> training because we, we are so like thinking creative and, you know, you want to do the best story and you have no idea of business, right? right. So, worst training. Uh, now it's different, you know. The kids are trained into being entrepreneurs from like babyhood. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, when I see them going to kindergarten. They go to school and they start learning about yeah, business. Yeah. Yes. And, but in my time, nobody learned anything like that. So, um, in two th- I mean, I was, and I was happily being, doing consulting work. I, I, I enjoyed that a lot, you know, uh, cooking for Singapore, etc. But my two children, Yiming and Sulin, mm-hmm. decided that 2012, that they, you know, 2011, they wanted to uh, take my heritage and preserve it. I mean, and, and, and I'm very grateful to them. You yeah, can they, tell they grew them up that. loving, you know, yeah. the food. And so they said they want to start restaurants. So I tell everyone they're my bosses. <laughs> but it's very important for an older person like me to be working with a younger person because each person is a, you're a prisoner of your generation. Sure. I wouldn't have been able to do that decor. I would have done something that looked Maybe grand, but old-fashioned. Sure. <laughs> you know? And Sulin, my daughter, is actually a fashion designer. I mm. mean, she has a very successful line in the US called Tea Bags Los Angeles. Right. It was even in a movie, Sex and the City. One wow, of the dresses, yes. Yeah. And, you know, and Los Angeles... I had to get her on the show then, at maybe, some point, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, she was, she's a real like, businesswoman. And, um, but LA is a lovely place to be because it's very vintage. Right. You know, that, that whole and drop-dead Hollywood glamour. Sure. So she said the, the, the whole look and the feel of um, the Violet Un restaurants is she wants it vintage but not old-fashioned. Sure. And I think she's got it. Like I would have been old-fashioned. It's beautiful. Somehow, you, you know, you know yeah. she did a great job then because yeah. she took the best elements of the heritage yeah. and infused some modern touches yeah. in there yeah. that makes it very contemporary to, yeah. to me and to a lot yeah. of people, yeah. clearly, because yeah. it's always packed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, my one complaint to you the last time I saw you was I can never get a table. You must phone me and SM, <laughs> WhatsApp me, right? But, you know, she worked, we, have a, we have a partner, you know, called Manoj Mujani. Right. He created TWG. Right. I mean, the look and feel. And so they work together. He's, he's also, a, like, a you know, very good at branding. Mm-hmm. So both of them sort of... Um, Throw ideas at each other. Uh, my son, Aiming, is very anal about the food. And mm-hmm. uh, the quality, to be frank, comes from them. Right. Because that generation, especially guys, have this thing about meat, right? <laughs> they, I mean, like from which cow, from which farm, which part, like 
three percent, how many twenty percent of you know uh, marbling, etc. Yes, and that's not my generation, you know. No. My generation stick is a ribeye, is a ribeye, like, you know. But so he has brought this this passion for for uh, you know the food for the ingredients mm-hmm. to my cooking actually. So it's heightened it to the next level, and and he's very involved in that, you know, with the chefs and any sort of slight change in taste. Um, I mean, it's not my generation. We didn't grow up with that. But that whole but that's knowledge. interesting because uh, there are a lot of businesses in Singapore that are very successful that were run by the previous generation. Mm. Yong San com- mm-hmm. immediately yes. comes to mind. Yes. And Dick just handed over the business to yeah. the son, right? Yeah. And the question is always, what does the next generation bring? And what you're saying yeah. is what the, what the next generation actually brings is new energy, new life, new ideas. And it's today. They bring today. They, they bring today. I mean, and when Dick took over, mm-hmm. he was the today, you know. And he was yeah. today. I and mean, he and, was, exactly. And he's like my generation, right? But no, th- not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 20 years ago, I know he's a band boy, but <laughs> 20 years ago, boy. I mean, he did things which you and son had never thought of doing, you know, modernized yes, it. That's right. So he did. He's, now it's like the next generation. Uh, and you have to be today, you know. And I think the the... Yes, things were something else when you were young. Yes. But I tell my friends, never say when I was young. That's mm-hmm. the first sign of old age. Right. You know? Because when you were young, it has its place. What I love about LA is that every era has its place and they don't re- renovate it. Mm-hmm. You know? With Singapore, they do. You have the diner. That's one that's used for movies. It looks exactly the same. And it's been there forever. Yes, you know, that, that diner in... Um, I do, I do know it. I can't remember what it's called. Yes, absolutely. It's a must-go-see. But every diner looks like that. Mm -hmm. They don't try and remake it and modernise it. Right. Then uh, every genre in LA, that's why it's lovely for vintage. Every genre, every 10 years is represented. It doesn't change. And um, I think that's something that we have to learn in Singapore. I think you have a point there. We don't have to change mm. because somebody's always going to come up with a new something idea. New, and the new some, is new. So why yeah. can't, why do we have to change whatever, the yeah. 70s? Or, yeah. Somebody's going to represent the 80s. Somebody's going to represent yes. the 90s. Um, and they can all sort of live hand in yeah. hand and be heritage. And I think, um, you know, you and I are in music as well. And I find in music as well in Singapore, like, if, if you're in the States, I tell a lot of people, every single most dynamic, most up-to-date, most, um, um, mm. like, you know, creating new stuff, mm. references Elvis. References Elvis. They reference the Beatles. Right. How many of our young band people reference the Quest? Or even That's know true. that they existed? Who, know, who knows who, who I do the have Quest a record, was, you know? yeah. Of the quest. You do? Yes, believe it or not. My father collected. But, and if people want to create, they have to learn how to reference who had created before them so that to know what they're doing is actually new or actually not. You know? But you, you hear every most, like, arrogant and, you know, um, not traditional musician in, 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 in LA, you know, who's creating new stuff, knows what's Elvis. They know what's the Beatles. They even know before that. You know, and I think that's what's missing here. I mean, we're going to celebrate 200 years of our modern history yep. next year. Mm-hmm. And you should reference every decade. You don't have to replicate. So that if you want to be that decade, you'll be exactly that decade. Right. You know, the Japanese do it with their, like, 
clothes, right? Sure. They have this trend. Of you certainly give us, you've given us food for thought. And unfortunately, this interview has to end. Because I, I said to Rian before he came in, you know, we could be talking for four hours, right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, we don't have four hours with Violet Un. But you have given us food for thought. We shouldn't be so quick to get rid of the old and change it and, and, and redevelop it. We should hold on to the heritage. And still be new. And build on it. Yeah. And build on it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. I say again, you are a national treasure. Thank you so much, Clarissa. Thank you very much for coming on to Money FM 89.3.